It is the edge, John O'Ben and Sharon. Uh, thanks to Air Asia, 130 Air places Asia. to go. Stop it! I'm trying to say the plug, mate. I'm just I'm doing the jingle, mate. <laughs> 130 <laughs> places to go, millions of possibilities. There you go. Now you can sing. Air Asia. Thank you for that. That was great. Truly Asia. It's <laughs> very good. Hey, uh, don't forget every caller today uh, goes in the draw for a flyaway Friday. Uh, we're giving a trip for two, a flight for two. Every Friday, Friday, thanks to Asia. Yeah, Asia. <laughs> uh, this week we're going to Lombok. Where's Lombok, mate? Indonesia. Never been to Lombok. No, so is yeah. it away from Bali? Yeah. What if I want to get away from the Aussie bogans uh, and the and the drug dealers? It's about one hour on a ferry ride from Bali, where you can you can escape the touristy crowds and bogans and go from surf to summit. My Fantastic. Friend. <laughs> uh, we've got a big show coming up. They've got an undertaker. If you've ever wanted to ask a question to an undertaker, we've got a guy who's going to bear all warts and all. Uh, but next, producer Dan, you're in the studio. We've got something that we'd like to pitch to you. Mm. How, do, how do you think he's going to take it? Not well. Not well, but... Well, no, well then no. If it, was sp- if it was sprung on me, I wouldn't be taking it well. Well, don't do it then. Well, you're the only one out of the three of us that can do it. And you'll find out why in just a moment. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. This week is the final week of Married at First Sight Australia. Thank God for that. You love it. Thank God. No, well, no, that's the problem, Ben. I'm married to Married at First Sight. <laughs> it's, it's one of those shows once you start... You can't pull out of it. I'd say more commitment from you than the actual couples on Married at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching it like three nights a week. That uh, is a hell of a... I don't know how they've made so much tele- television. Uh, it's, it's great. It's on again tonight on three. But um, because it's the final week and everyone's talking about the show, we thought we'd do our own version of Married at First Sight. Yes. So this is an idea called Married at No Sight. We have producer Dan in the studio. This is the first time you're hearing about this, producer Dan. We want to go one better than married at first sight. Because, you know, people are married mm. now without seeing each other until they get married. Yeah, unless you're blind. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, okay. Uh, but people got, but we thought, what about revealing after they get married? So they actually go through the wedding and getting married without seeing the person until right. after they say yes. Okay. So we, yeah, cool. we are wanting people to marry you. You're not going to see your bride. <laughs> you're not going to no. see the person you're getting married to. You'll hear no. their voice, and then you'll have a wedding blindfolded. Yeah. I'll stop you there. No. No. <laughs> you can't just say no. <laughs> we can say no. We've banged on a whole week's worth of content out of this. Yeah. Well, you're going to be gutted. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't want to... I've got a... A, I've got a girlfriend... B, I know that you won't be... You That's know, not a wife, though. <laughs> she probably put a ring on it, will she? No, we will, we will find you a wife. Yeah, look, no. Look. She can be in the running if she wants to be. To be honest, I don't know if she'd be super keen on being in the running. But... <laughs> the running. Hey, hey, babe. Guess what? A whole lot of babes wanting my attention, but I'll put you in the running. No, I... This, no. I, I don't know what else to say. Well, we knew you were going to say no. But the thing is, you need a job. Oh. You've got a girlfriend you need to impress? Yeah. And if you want to keep impressing her, you need to marry another lady. Uh, well, let's talk about it. Let's, well, let's throw it out there. Let's at least see if uh, people listening right now would want to marry producer Dan oh. this week on in a lovely tacky radio wedding. Of course they're going to want to, but it's... <laughs> oh, it's married at no, it's be a world first. Married at no sight. Okay. You won't see the person you're getting married to. Not even when you're marrying them. There's yeah. going to be hundreds of people out there that want to you know, marry a successful radio producer. <laughs> but the thing is, I, do I want to marry them? That's oh, the question. And okay, well, let's just say, just in case they need a little more encouragement, every caller this 
this week, of course, goes in the draw. Well, no, uh, they don't need another For the bride. return flights, thanks to Air Asia. This week we're going, uh, it's Lombok. Mm. Um, that could be a honeymoon destination. Indonesia, you could take Dan or go without Dan. It's fine. Just call up and say, even if you pull out later, we just want people to at least express interest. Mm. So you marry them, you don't ever see them. You go your separate ways and you never, ever see your wife. Oh, so yeah. we'd get divorced straight away. Yeah. I, yeah, I, you could do it. Hey, it's over to you, mate. If you don't want to even work at the marriage, Dan... That's over to you. No, I'm not going to work at the marriage. No. What happens if we talk to your girlfriend and mm. she got she gave her blessing? No, still no, <laughs> because it's a blemish on my record of my perfect <laughs> yeah. non-divorce record. I don't want to be the Ross Geller of this radio show. And it won't be the first time MediaWorks have forced people into uh, legal marriages and have to deal with the deal with the messy legal outcome afterwards. Okay, right, we're going to go to the phones right now just to gauge. You've got to do some market research to see if there's any even an audience for. Yeah, is there interest? And of course, every caller this week uh, with not bribery uh, yeah. goes in the drawer to win uh, flights for two uh, to Lombok in Indonesia. Uh, thanks to Air Asia. Mm. Now, are they marrying you for Air Asia or are they marrying you for you, Dan? That's what you're going to have to find out. Hello, the Edge. Would you be interested? In, would you be interested in marrying producer Dan at no sight? Um, no. Good, good, good. <laughs> but, but you're in the draw for the for the flights. No, you, no, she's not in the draw. Well, she is everyone am that I gets. Am I in the draw? Am I in the draw for the um, for the one that? Well, you're quite shouting. <laughs> yeah, you're in yeah. the draw. I'm in the, am I in the draw for the one that I guess yeah. online? That's yeah. the one, that's oh, the one you're in the draw for. Yeah. You're in the draw to return flights for two to Lombok, Indonesia with the Asia. The winner will be, the winner will be revealed on Flyaway Friday. Mm. Oh, Flyaway and you're in the, Friday. And you're in the draw to marry producer Dan. <laughs> Oh, that's a good. I'll, I'll be in the draw for that, too. Oh, now you've changed your mind. Am I in the, the, the draw for that, 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 that $1,000? You're in the draw for everything, all right? <laughs> Hang on. Imagine every competition, you're in the draw for it. <laughs> well, you're awesome. Oh, well, I've guessed something online for a song. <laughs> she is not love, is it? She, I can feel like she's in it for the superficial reasons, <laughs> yeah, Dan. Yeah, I don't know. She changed okay. her mind pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. wait, under the edge. Uh, would you marry producer Dan at no sight? Absolutely. Oh, oh there, now, yeah. Yeah. Look, now okay. I know this is clearly he's you know he's just called up. He wants the flight. Oh, he's in the draw. He's in the. Are you wanting the Asia? flight or no, are you wanting no. producer Dan's heart? I want Dan producer's heart. I'm all about marriage equality and mm. and flights. <laughs> oh, the flight would be nice. That's a bonus. <laughs> That's a bonus. I'm about marriage bonus. equality and free flights. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you, Brittany. Brittany's with us on 0800 The Edge. What do you want to say, Britt? I reckon you should leave the poor man there. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. Um, to just be with his girlfriend. Yeah, Don't exactly. Don't him up with anyone else. Stop trying to bloody ruin a lovely, flourishing relationship, Donna. Hey, Brittany. I mean, he can get married when he likes. Mm. Okay, well, to the would, woman he likes. Would yeah. you like to marry Dan this week, Brittany? No, sorry. Yeah, I think I'm a bit too young for him. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, I'm not that old. Well, don't. But anyway, I'm not. Like, <laughs> how old are you, Brittany? 18. Yeah. Might get some bad press. Okay, yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brittany. Oh, I went to the edge. Would you marry producer Dan? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why, why not? That's what we want. Uh, uh, would you take this man? Yeah, why not? That's the key we answer. No. So, Ben, uh, we have to deliberate. Uh, is there enough interest? Well, I think there's... I've said this before. There's definitely going to be interest. Well, you there know. was three out of four callers that said they'd do it. Yeah. Mm. But they're, they're, One you know, not legal. Well, I'm not, not legal. keen. Can I still just say, I'm not keen. 
I don't want to do it. Okay. okay. After five o'clock on the show, we'll make a decision today. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Time for a wee game we like to play from time to time. It's called the hang-up game. Yeah, how quick can you get someone to hang up on you? Very difficult. Sounds such. It sounds like such a simple task. But yeah, what we've found over the last couple of weeks since we've been playing this, very difficult. Maybe New Zealanders are too welcoming. I think so. Every time we ring them up, you're right. They want to have a chat. So what we're going to do, again, is we just call a random number, and then each one of us has an attempt to see how quickly we can get that person to hang up. And we can't use an attempt we've previously used. That's where it gets quite tricky. Yeah, because, I mean, you've come in and you've said, just hang up, and they haven't. No. What, what have you used in the past? We've used um, ringing from charities. We've used our telemarketers. We've used surveys. Our deep breathing. That was a creepy one that you did at one stage. Uh, so today, uh, Johnny, you can go first. What are you going to use? Okay. I'm going to go something that as soon as you answer the phone, if this starts kicking off, you hang up in five to seven seconds. I'm guaranteeing a five to seven second hang up here. Okay, he's confident. Okay, going through to uh, the uh, motor lodge here in Invercargill, the Balmoral Lodge of Motors. Good afternoon, Balmoral Lodge. Emily speaking. Hello. This is an automated phone service. Please stay on the phone if you would like... <laughs> Answer. Hello? A lot of <laughs> questions. <laughs> he didn't think he'd hang around this long. <laughs> Please hang. Oh. Are you all right? <laughs> please, please hang up at your discretion. <laughs> Can I help you? Yes, hang up the phone. It's Jono, all we need you to Jono do. Jono, I'm calling for the edge here. Jono is trying to get you to hang up as fast as possible, and uh, it didn't work. Oh, okay. Yeah, you had, th- you had 30 seconds to hang up on that tedious automated answer phone. Legitimate, <laughs> legitimate sounding automated answer phone service. Uh, you know, I've got to roll with it. It's not my job. She still hasn't hung up. No, I know. This is my, to- this is my worst time ever. This is over 90 oh, seconds. I- I'm sorry. I can, I'll hang up now. Yeah, do. Do. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Oh, jeez. Oh, See gee, what that... I mean? People just don't want to hang up. Yeah. Okay, Ben, your turn. <laughs> you ran out of automated things to say. <laughs> About 10 seconds into it, I realised I had no follow-up. <laughs> Good luck. Nine minutes is the time to beat. <laughs> Have you got some game show music? Oh, you want game show music? Yes, okay. please. All right. Good afternoon, Yara Motel. Carla speaking. Hello, Carla. Welcome to my brand new game show. How quickly can you hang up? To, to win, you just need to hang up. Oh, she, oh, she did it. <laughs> <laughs> she won. <laughs> Heads off. Heads off. You win the oh, Thank you very much. Thank you. Well done. Ben Boyce takes out that one. Jeez, I thought the automated phone service was going to work. <laughs> Why did I come up with an elaborate game show? How come she didn't stay on the phone with the elaborate game show? She wanted to win. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Pass the Parcel. We are currently in the middle of the world's largest game of Pass the Parcel. We have a listen to this. 
Pass the parcel. The classic Kiwi party game is as much a part of Kiwi culture as binge drinking and moaning about the price of cheese. But never before has Pass the Parcel been played on such a gigantic level. We've got a, a quite a cool price inside an envelope, and then we've got many other envelopes on top of it. It's like r- the Russian doll, on, but with envelopes. Hey, thanks for explaining how Pass the Parcel works, Ben. <laughs> yes, it's happening right now, New Zealand. Jono and Ben have sent a suspicious-looking brown paper package down the country. And you trusting fools are simply trafficking it for them, no questions asked. Some poor schmuck on 0800 The Edge uh, wants to be the first person to, to pick it up. Linda? Yeah, absolutely. What a team player you oh, are, Linda. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Although the harsh old rule of only one prize at the end is starting to cause some temper tantrums. Whatever. Nothing. Nothing. We're playing playing the un-PC version. You sure are. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I feel for you. Pass the parcel is the source of many tantrums. Objects being thrown across the room in a fit of rage. And pants being peed because you were so wound up that Gregory Templeton got the Michelangelo Ninja Turtles figurine when clearly the music stopped on my turn, mummy! Sorry, there are clearly some issues from my childhood I haven't dealt with yet. Where will it end up? Will someone get arrested for drug trafficking? Or will someone simply do the obvious and just rip open the parcel and steal the prize? All these questions and more to be answered on John Ben and Sharon's Nationwide Pass the Parcel. So that's where we're at at the moment. The parcel has gone from Auckland, it's gone through the Coromandel, it's been picked up and it's on the way to Wellington right now. And the parcel's probably very stoned. I know what goes on in the Coromandel. That's <laughs> where so you spend all your New Year's, don't you? The parcel's probably arriving in Wellington with very bloody short eyes I imagine about now but what we need is we don't have anyone in Wellington to meet Chris from Fongamatar do we we need someone from Wellington to take it over the cook straight into the South Island yeah we need to get it south yeah how far south do you want the package to go this is your dream Ben Mm, quite far south quite far south yes Mm. have you had any packages go that far south before no. No, okay, so well, how fast... I'm sure like, packages have gone that fast out. Right, okay, so like, are we talking sort of Fovo Strait, Stewart Island uh, stuff? Back it, back it, back. Back it, back it, back. Okay, oh, I don't the edge. Can you, t- can you pick it up in Wellington tonight? Oh, definitely. Can do, for sure. Oh, well, where are you going to? Uh, going to Queenstown. Ooh, a little bit of a... T- this package is seeing some sights of New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take it on a journey it's never thought of. <laughs> a journey of so discovery. How long, you, uh, how long is it going to take you to, to, to get to Queenstown? Because it's quite a long way, right? Uh, two days, if that. So stuff in Christchurch, maybe. What do you What do? You do? You sound like you have very <laughs> loose arrangements. What, what's your job? You're just kind of winging it. Okay. Freedom camper. Traveller man? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Are you wanted by the police? <laughs> Oh, nah, maybe what's in this package might keep me from that, but I don't know. Amen to that, brother. It wasn't the Coromandel, so, you know, anything can happen. Oh, awesome. Hey, well, thank you. Sorry, what was your name? Mitchell. Mitchell Mitchell is going to be the new owner of the package. We'll cross you and you can open up your layer to see if there's a prize in there, Mitchell. Awesome, sure. I guarantee there's not going to be one, but we'll we'll put you through that painstaking process nevertheless. And uh, thank you very much for hopping on board. No worries. Awesome. Thanks for helping. Next, Next, we need someone in Queenstown to meet Mitchell. Well, maybe not quite as... Anyway, we'll get into logistics in just a moment. Yeah. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Joining us on the phone right now, uh, comedian and uh, one of the writers for Jono and Ben. Very funny guy. Chris Parker, how's it going? Imagine you're like terrible. We're firing him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, first and foremost, wonderful human being. Oh, yes, yeah, so that too. Oh, 
I mean, I pride myself on my compassion more than my committed writing skills. <laughs> uh, Chris, we uh, we work with you every day, and we're just uh, chatting with you uh, the other day. Now, Ben, we must admit we have been having a little bit of a dispute because you told a really good story on Friday, and you told a really good story today. Now, both of us want to hear these stories, and both of us want to do phone topics off the back of them. Okay, but so well, I'm honoured that I'm full of great yarns. Yeah. great yarns. So Ben's going to back one of your stories. I'm going to back the other one, and then we're going to throw out two different phone topics and see which one flies. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so the first story that I'm going to champion, Chris. Uh, I honestly feel like the most popular kid in school right now. <laughs> we both want you on our team. <laughs> uh, was the story about how you, uh, your, your, your hands are very famous. Uh, yeah, I've got famous hands. Okay, so, Ben, you were eating those wheat bix go bars the other day. Yep. And, which I thought no one ate um, ever. <laughs> I'm that person. Who, who needs a, a dry wheat bix on the go? <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> who is in such a rush that they can't eat a wheat bix? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, you were eating these weird biscuits, and turns out I am the hand model for those wheat bix bars. Um, I did the ad, and then I, I was like an extra in the ad, and then they're like, "Hey, you!" And they pulled me over, and they're like, "Can we get a photo of your hand holding the bar? Because my hands are so big, it made the bar look smaller." Oh, um, really? So you do have wonderful hands, Chris. I was looking at your hands when you're telling the story. Yeah, well, they're huge. They're, you know, they're, they're, you can grab a big kind of like nipple with them, like with just the one hand. Um, mm. So it's perfect for holding, you know, this tiny uh, snack-sized biscuit. Well, there we go. So I want to throw it out there. 0800 The Edge, have you got famous fingers? Like, have you held... Uh, this sounds a bit weird. Where have your fingers been? You're really <laughs> going to be careful of that. I want above-board calls, people. I want to... Have you held, like, the World Cup trophy? Have you sh- sh- uh, done a bro shake with Justin Bieber? Like, where have you... Where have your hands been? Where have your hands you know, been? I say it out loud? Terrible guys calling in saying, yeah, I've got some famous fingers, mate. <laughs> yeah, we don't want those sort of calls. Maybe your hands were used in an ad like Chris's as well. Maybe yeah. like Pasco's, the jeweller. You were modelling an engagement ring. Nine carat gold. Uh, Very specific yeah. details. <laughs> Did you miss out on a Pasco's ring modelling gig there, Ben? <laughs> I might have. <laughs> okay, so that's, the, point there. so that's the Chris Parker story. If you just join us, Chris Parker, who we work with, uh, has two great stories. Ben's backing that story. That's the first one. Now I'm backing your other story about the raffle ticket scam. Oh, yeah. This didn't happen to me, but this happened to a friend of mine who told me the story, and it's genius. She wanted, as a kid, like, found out this great way to make a little bit of extra money on the side. She bought a raffle ticket book, like those stupid ones that you just buy when you do, like, a school raffle, and didn't have a prize, but then just sold the raffle tickets to all her neighbours on the street. And got, like, 20 bucks, and there was no (laughs) prize, because when do you ever check if you've won a raffle or not? That is a great scam. No, it's very illegal. So this is what I want to throw out there, 0800 The Edge. Your childhood scams. <laughs> what what are they? Can you still do them now as adults? Yeah, exactly. Send your answers back because I'm, I'm looking for, to make some extra cash as well. <laughs> on the side, so. so you were saying she got in trouble though? Her parents found out and she had to go back and give the money back? Exactly. Walk of shame. She had to go back to all the neighbours. That's really... That's, speaking of Pascos, that's when Ben's dad made him return an earring he that did. he had. He did. He <laughs> said <laughs> he made him look like a pirate. <laughs> See, I wouldn't let the kid keep the money because that plan is just genius. I'd be rewarding that, that intelligence. Yeah, see, I'd be going, okay, what we're going to do now is we're going to go and buy a hundred raffle books <laughs> no. and you're going to make me thousands of dollars. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you then we're going to go to the pokies and then dad's going to win. Yeah, tap into that creativity. <laughs> Alright, well, thank you, Chris. Thank you for those two great stories. No, thank you, Chris. Uh, the ego brushing has been great. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Parker there. Uh, okay, 0800 The Edge. These are the two stories. Ben, 
Yeah, famous fingers. Where have your hands been? Now I say it out loud. Where have your hands been? What have they touched? Like, just <laughs> where have your fingers been? What have they touched? Okay, have no. they been on the pulse? <laughs> no, I want something. I want like the, the maybe you're like you've held the Mona Lisa. You're not even allowed to touch that painting. Like, like the coolest things your hands have held. Mm. <laughs> God, why every time I go to say this, yeah. it's, it sounds dodgier than the last time. Or I've you said. put them inside a vending machine. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You put a, yeah. Could have put your fingers inside a vending machine. <laughs> you could have, John. Thank you. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll just go with your one. <laughs> okay, or 800 The Edge, your childhood scams. Okay, what do you got, Jimmy? What topic? Oh, mate, back when I was 25, 26, no lies, being straight up truthful honest with you. And I was in Los Angeles, and I got to meet the Hugh Hefner, a really, really nice guy. And he let me um, hold on to the keys to the Playboy Mansion for my 25th birthday. Held to the key- you held the keys to the Playboy Mansion, Jimmy? For a day. For a day? For a day. <laughs> That's very trusting of you. <laughs> hey, hold on to the keys. They're the only set. I haven't been down to Mr. Minute yet and got duplicates cut. What did the keys look like? Um, golden keys. And, um, yeah, I just happened to meet him at a club. Golden. And we got, we got talking and bought him a couple of drinks. And he said, um, well, that was my 25th. And he said, would you like to hold on to something special? Like, of course, why not? They gave me the keys for the day. And, oh, mate, I'll tell you what. I will never forget that day. I wish I was 25 all over did you go to the, Did you go to his house and like wanted to use the keys or you just sort of held on to them and gave them back to him later? Um, no, no. Uh, afterwards, um, I got, uh, he said to me, he said, you got a car? I said, yeah. I said, so I still got my mate's Camaro. And, yeah, we did, did a bit of a ticky tour drive around and, yeah, got to show for him for the day. Went back. What? Had a, of, had, had a few drinks. And, um, yeah, that, that was it. And it was the best. It was the best. I'm piecing this together. You're 25 wow. years old. You're in Los Angeles. Hugh Hefner, you meet him at a bar. You're like, hey, Hugh, it's my 25th birthday. He's like, hey, mate, hold, hold on to these for me. Keys to the Playboy Mansion. I hope you did. I'll wipe to them, by the way. And then he said, what are you up to? And you're like, not much. I've got my mate's car. He's like, oh, can I get a lift back to my house? You drove Hugh Hefner around and you went out for a couple of drinks with him and then dropped him back home. Yes, mate, and that was a fantastic. <laughs> well, that's a very good birthday. I'm struggling to believe this story, but it's an <laughs> hey, amazing this is the sort of calls oh, we no, want. I've got no reason to lie to you. I'm being straight up truthful. No wow. reason to lie. That's why fantastic fingers, or whatever they want to call this, famous fingers, was a great phone topic. That is a good phone topic, Jimmy. Well done. I'll give you that one. Edge, hello. Are you phoning up for famous fingers, or are you phoning up for childhood scams? Childhood scams. Oh, Ooh. he's back. Prize back. All right, okay, it's one all. One all. What do you got? Oh, well, back in the day, that was a very big, good scam to go around the neighbourhood and get everyone to sponsor you for 48 hour famine. Oh, no, you can't then, do. No, and then, you you get your, and then you'd get your parents to um, get you the fruit juice and the fruit juice, and then you just would eat whatever you wanted and go around and collect the money and no, keep it for yourself. No, they can't no, to go to like, no, the people the famine. I can't think of anyone more needy this needing that money. This is why you like oh, this. Oh, I know, I know. But back in the day, they were... Back in the day, they weren't as hungry. <laughs> no. The market was saturated <laughs> with it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the, the Africans were too full. <laughs> no. And all of that, and I was like, well... Surely they're going to be fine. Yeah, if anything, they were constipated. Yeah. They had so much food no. inside them. See, this is, you're focusing on negative things, Jono. Okay. Well, this is what's wrong. You're like, you want the, oh, the scams and what's wrong with the world. That's right, Ben. That's what's great with the world, what's wrong no. with the world. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. The most dangerous game in radio. This is it. This is where it happens. This is where girls become women. 
boys become men. Weird analogy, but That's anyway. right, it's puberty live, <laughs> live on the radio. Oh, my voice does sound like it's cracking sometimes when we do the segment. I'm, oh, God. Sorry, what are we doing? A very weird description of the segment. This okay. is live DMs. So what happens is 0800 The Edge, the phone lines are open, whatever you say will go on the radio. Now, um, can I just say, can I just say, like, all this week, uh, thanks to Air Asia, anyone that calls on 0800 The Edge and goes on the air, goes in the draw for return flights for two to Lombok and Indonesia with Air Asia, winner will be revealed on Flyaway Friday. So that's a great price. But if your call sucks in the segment, oh, I'm not going to put you in. No, you've turned into the police. You're always like, <laughs> don't phone up and say bad stuff. But that's what it's all about. Well, you want semi-bads, okay. but not too, you know. Like, you there's go, a fine line. There's a fine line. Straight from your phone, straight to the airwaves. It's over to you, New Zealand. You can use this little treat, this little privilege, yeah, as you see fit. Yeah. But uh, hey, no, no, I'm going to say I've said As it you was. see fit, as you see fit, New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have some faith in them, Ben. Okay. Have some uh, faith, faith in, in you, New Zealand. Okay. Don't let me down, New Zealand. Live DMs, you're live on the radio. Take it away. Hey, um, how you guys doing? Oh, I just, I don't like it when there's guys on the phone. I will be, I will be honest. I've said it before. It makes me anxious. Oh, we're all good, man. What's going on? Oh, no, look, just finished work and now heading to pick my partner up before going home. Hey, hey, what do you mean you don't like it when there's guys on the radio? Oh, just get, are you unpredictable? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what's going to be said, but you can take it away. Go for it. Um, hey, to be honest, I don't know how, if I have anything interesting to say because I just heard that there was flights up for grabs and Kyle's, and this is the first time I think I've ever got through. So. Prize pig. Prize pig. <laughs> the first time it's got through. So you're, you're in the draw for the uh, free flight Friday. Fly away hey, Friday. Awesome. Awesome. Good on you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, on to the next caller. Edge, hello. It's live DMs. Take it away. Oh, cool. Hey, just stoked to be on the radio. First things first. Jono, you're way better than Ben. I think oh, jeez. Oh, he's, he's driving a wedge between <laughs> oh, us. jeez. All right. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'd agree with that. <laughs> Every other time they've said, hey, Jono, it usually ends with some some horrible language. <laughs> Fish and, F's and C's, but not fish and chips. <laughs> no, no. Uh, ben is definitely like the... Uh, Oh, he's really digging it to be in here. All right, mate, all right. Is this my performance review? Is this Ryan the boss? <laughs> hey, about the annual leave. Do you think you can do that for Ben? He was wanting another week. Yeah, I'll take the rest of the year off by the sounds of it. <laughs> hey, hey, well, live DMs. We're live on the radio. Take it away. Hi there. How are you? Oh, we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're What's good? going on? I would absolutely love to win the tickets. I'm so poor right now. And, like, getting flights would be absolutely amazing. Ben, you've ruined this competition with your free flights. It's just people wanting to phone up and get in the draw, and they're being very nice and polite. Okay. Well, the guy. Well, yeah, yesterday I was at the warehouse, and there were lollies, like Christmas lollies, on sale for seventy-five cents, and I couldn't even afford them. Oh. Wow, well, and Christmas lollies as well. <laughs> they're either yeah, they're, like... they're either past the use-by date, or they're playing a very long lead into Christmas. <laughs> the there really. Good on you. Hold there. You're in the draw. You're in the draw. Okay, we're going to go line six. Hello, live to Hi. Hi. I just escaped from Gloryville. Oh, are you okay? <laughs> this... Yeah. Is this... I don't know where to go. Is this the chat? No. Okay. It isn't or it is? Well, I, don't, I don't know where to go. Okay, well, well you listen, you've, you've escaped Gloryville and you've phoned 0800 The Edge. <laughs> you've done well. Um... Hold the line. Uh, producer Dan will sort you out. We'll make sure you get... You get... I've escaped Glory Vale. Oh, you know what I'll do is I'll phone the commercial radio station and get on live DMs. <laughs> I'm picking that was a... You could call the police. 
It is not the police. No, it's not. You, find, you clearly find out how to the itch. One more. In the draw for those flights. How long have we been doing live DMs? We've always said turn your radio down. Take it away. Hi, my name is Maddie. Okay, Maddie, <laughs> what do you want to say? Um, It was my birthday on Saturday and I went to Ed Oh, good Aww. on you, Maddie. Too polite, too nice, not what we <laughs> like. Try, try live DMs. One. <laughs> Take it away. What do you want to say? Live DMs, you've got 10 seconds. Hi, I've just escaped from prison. <laughs> you guys have a place I can go? <laughs> no one will see you on our TV show, so you can hold out Jono, there. Jono, where's your place? <laughs> I'll give you our drinks over here. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Today we're doing a segment we like to do from time to time called uh, Everything You Ever Wondered About... Dot, dot, dot. And today, if the- you've ever wondered about DOS, <laughs> and three of them in one collection, then is this the segment for you? Uh, today, the dot 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 is uh, Undertaker, uh, the work of an Undertaker. Yeah, and we've got Ross, who is an Undertaker, on the phone. Ross, the Undertaker. Howdy. Howdy. How? So, what have you been doing today? You've been digging holes and putting bodies in them today, Ross? No, I've been um, a meeting with families and um, what we call embalming, preparing somebody for viewing. Oh, so you do the whole, like, funeral directing thing, is that yep. right? I do the funeral directing, and I'm also a qualified embalmer. So what is embalming? What, is, what does that say? What does that mean when you use that term? What we do is, basically, we prepare somebody for um, uh, long-term viewing, so place um, preservatives to ensure that the family can view for three, four days a week, and we also wash... Um, the body and do the hair and make them look nice for viewing. Wow. And so do you have to get them dressed as well, put the clothes on Yeah, them? we do. Some families like to be involved in the dressing part of it. So we do the necessary preparation and then the families come in and dress and that can be a good time. It's a, you know, it can be a good healing time and it can help them with their grieving. So imagine it's dressing like a, uh, it'd be putting clothes on a mannequin sort of things. The body would be rather stiff, I imagine. That, that's quite correct, and um, we're often, I'm just there to, to guide them if they haven't done it before. You're right, it's it's uh, different from obviously dressing even a, an elderly parent that's still alive. You've got more flexibility and things like that. Have you ever dropped a body, Ross? <laughs> He's very good at his job, John. I'm sure he hasn't done that. <laughs> if I had, I wouldn't tell you. No, no, I can honestly say I haven't dropped one. <laughs> Have you ever fallen into the hole where they bury the bodies, Ross? No, come close. <laughs> come close. Oh, yeah, right. Have you ever seen anyone fall into a hole? Uh, no, but I've seen them drop things in, like their glasses out of their pockets. Oh, jeez. What yeah. do you do in that, in that instance? You're like, oh, shit. Because they're quite deep, aren't they? But yeah, they are. They vary. Um, they can be six foot, seven foot. You know? Yeah, and you'd be like, oh, there's a new pair of Ray-Bans. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go down there and get them. <laughs> so, people, so if people drop possessions in, do they generally climb in and try and pull them out or they leave them? They tend to leave them. You don't want to make a big oh, scene, spewing. you know? Yeah, I'm sure. In perspective, Jono. Right, we've got Ross, the funeral director, with us. Uh, if you've ever wanted to ask any questions to a funeral director, 0800 The Edge is the number. What is it, like, since doing this job, has it changed your outlook on life? Like, as far as, you know, like, obviously you're, you're comfortable with death now, but does sure. it sort of make you appreciate, you know, day-to-day living? Absolutely. It, um, it's made me appreciate my family even more. Time is precious, so, you know, take time out of work and, and enjoy your family and, you know, create memories. Create memories for your family. Yeah, um, just, yeah, it's 
look after your families are really important. Oh, that's a really touching, yeah. touching little passage there. Probably the most lovely thing that's ever been said on this radio <laughs> show. Yeah. Especially off the back of my Ray Bans comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was trying to balance things out. Yeah, know? well, Ross, Ross came to the party on that one, that's for sure. Hey, Ross, is, is there a big no-no at funerals? Something that you're always seeing people do and you're like, oh, that, should, that just shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, well, the, 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 the most common one at the moment is cell phones going off. Ah. You know, like the person that's conducting the service will often say right at the beginning, please turn your cell phones off, but there's always someone, and it's quite often someone that's got it in their briefcase or their purse or something, and they can't find it, so for about three minutes they're hunting around and all you're hearing is this... Please don't be me, please don't be me. That's the one. I've got some callers on the phone for you, Ross. I want to ask some questions. Take it away, Kayla. Hi, I was just wondering if when, after we're dead and all that, if our hair and our nails keep growing. I was told it's true, but yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I hear that one a lot. Um, and it's been my, ex- my experience that that's not the case. Um, I've never seen uh, the nails or the hair grow after someone has passed away. I'd be no. a bloody shocker. I'd be a shocker. I'd be taking selfies with their Jenny. I'd be, I'd be so <laughs> bad. <laughs> I would. You know I'd be. I'd no, be awful. you wouldn't. You'd be I'd respectful. Be you would be. Having my finger up the nose <laughs> and things. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I would be horrible. If it's me, you could, that's fine. But yeah, no, other people, no. <laughs> Ross is good at his job. Rebecca. Hello. You have, a, you have a question for Ross, the funeral director? I do. I do. I've really wanted to know if, like, you've ever seen anything twitch or move or has anything come to life? Well, you know, a body. No, 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 no I haven't. Um, oh, that's not as exciting as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I might add that I don't want to. <laughs> okay, okay, Ross, answer it in a more exciting fashion for Rebecca. Okay. We're going to do a take two. Rebecca, you ask your question. Roscoe, you come in hot. Yeah, okay. If someone moved and got up, I'd run like hell. <laughs> <laughs> I always never know what to say at a funeral. Do you never know what to say? Like, what's what's a good line that you can say at a funeral to someone? I can tell you one thing: you shouldn't say. I know how you feel. No, that's don't, true. Don't say I know no. how you feel. Yeah, um, I mean, some people have gone through a similar thing, but each um, death to different families, you know, we all react differently, mm. and we all have our different personalities. So it's unique to the person, you know. So I just normally get alongside them and. Um, just talk to them and, yeah, just be there for them mainly. At my granddad's funeral, I remember um, we just um, buried my granddad and someone came up to my grandma and said, uh, Leonard was a great man, he was really down to earth. And then my grandma said, well, he's definitely down to earth now. I thought, that was, that was, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> on the spot. That so was... come up with a gag at that moment. <laughs> I, was, I was quite impressed. You come from good, a good bloodline, Ben. Yeah. Oh, Ross, hey, lovely to talk with you. Talk with you. you seem like a very, uh, a very genuine person, so uh, perfect for the role that you're in. Uh, thank you, sir. Although you're probably going to be, when you have your funeral, you're going to be judging like a mofo. <laughs> have you got your funeral planned out? Like, have you got everything that you want done? Have you got that yeah, prepared already? Yeah. Yep, it's all sorted. Do you think that's a good thing that people should have at any any sort of age, I guess, if they Absolutely. want the things? Yeah, very good idea. And, and the main reason for that is if you if you were to pass away suddenly, um, your family know exactly what your wishes were, you know? Well, there we go. Thank you very, thank you very much. Everything you ever wanted to know about funeral directing, you have a, you have a, lo- a lovely day. All righty. Thanks very right, much. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye. John O'Ben and Sharon, The Edge.